everyone, welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. I am your host today, Steve Agvari, and alongside me is the editor in chief and my good pal Bobby. Bobby, how are you doing today? I am uh, thwipping well. Oh, I love that. Yes. Joining us for the very first time. It's been it's been a long time coming, but I'm happy to introduce our listening audience and viewers as well to Luke Williams, another writer for Console Creatures. Luke, how are you doing today? Thank you for taking time to uh, sit down with us uh, and join us today. Hello, fellow symbiotic life forms. Uh, I guess it's time I finally crashed this podcast, right? Absolutely, exactly. It's it's been a long time coming. I know we've uh, been wanting to to get you on the podcast in some fashion for for quite some time, but I think uh, we just kept no we just kept better. pushing it. We just kept pushing it. Let's just be honest. We're just like, no, we don't want him on this week. We can't have him. <laughs> it was like, okay, he's playing Spider Man, so we're gonna have to have him on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was uh, about to to lead up to is that yeah, we're gonna be doing as you know uh, from clicking on this episode, we are doing our Spider Man two review, our official spoiler free review. I think it's important to uh, say that up front. But yeah, that, this was a great chance to finally get Luke into the fold, uh, sit down with you, Bobby, as well, and kind of you know we've all played the game, we've all uh, now digested it. Um, it's been a long time coming for for this game to come out. So yeah, it's been. Uh, it's time we're all here and this trifecta it's time it's time to unpack this game and um yeah i mean let's let's go over it uh luca i'm gonna throw it to you first like how how long have you been playing the game how far are you into the game have you been in roll credits 100 like what's uh what's your percentage and uh experience been like from a top very top level view that's that's a good question, Steve. Let me uh, jump in before you uh, I answer that because I was going to jump in anyways uh, to say so. This is a spoiler free cast, so I can't uh, I can't state that Jason Todd is Venom, can I? I just I just don't want to get in trouble here. Oh, mm, that's right. No, well, Jason Todd is uh, well actually the uh, the Arkham Knight is an original character. Um. So is Venom. So. Well, that's that's all I'm saying. No, so right. uh, we'll we'll get back on track here. To yeah, so uh, I've been playing it for about three weeks now, uh, thanks to PlayStation Canada for uh, passing me a code a little early. Uh, it was came at a time in my life when I definitely needed something to uh, take my mind off where things were, and to have Spider-Man that early, uh, it was great. I got to about 98% completion last night, uh, 37 and a half hours in. Uh, the reason I haven't hit full completion yet, Steve, is something we talked about uh, in messages this week and something that I think will probably come out at the point uh, at some point in this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely talked about it off, uh, off air, but we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more as well, but 98%, that's pretty good, especially, uh, ahead of launch. It's always nice to, to get really close to that 100% and be like, okay, I'm done. I've done it. I've done it before all you gamers, all you gamers out there. Uh, Bobby, how about yourself? Uh, what's your, what's your play rough play time, your, uh, top level, uh, experience with the game. So, so you guys are way ahead of me, but I think I'm like 45% through maybe, okay. but I'll be done for our spoiler cast. Cause that's coming up. But yeah, so far, I mean, I mean, an overall top level review as it's, 
pretty much everything I thought it was going to be. Um, there are some issues that we can talk about, but mm-hmm. overall, it's an improvement, I believe, on the first Spider-Man. But it doesn't stand to Miles Morales because I think that's probably my favorite game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, overall, I, I Insomniacs fire on all cylinders. I think this is easily their best game. You can see their game design from the last 12 to 15 years mm-hmm. in this game. And if you play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, you'll see that technology that they used in this game. And it probably is better for it but yeah overall i mean it is probably the best game that sony's put out um well actually probably this is the only game that sony's put out since god of war ragnarok so i mean it is definitely that game it is that game that you've been hoping for it is that that fall blockbuster that we all are waiting for basically yeah and yeah i want to know what you think because i know you are basically saying you platinumed it i believe so i want to know what you're top level opinion is because like that is the one that counts right now absolutely um yeah yeah no thank you for teeing me up like that uh yeah so platinum secured um i don't know my play time but i assume it's roughly around the same time as lou probably within the 30 to 35 hour range which uh is totally great for me um but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Bobby. I I think this is Insomniac Games' magnum opus in so many ways. Uh, I think they not only fleshed out the Marvel Spider-Man franchise in new and pre-daring ways, but really honed in on that gameplay. Far uh, mm-hmm. none, I think mechanically, this is Insomniac's more, most rewarding game from the moment-to-moment gameplay experience. I think having Peter and Miles both handle similarly when needed, but different at the same time is just genius um and then for the player i mean no matter what no matter who you're playing as you're getting that like superhero fantasy experience that i think we all want out of a game like this um but yeah i I think you know uh while i get while i can't wait to dive into everything that does work i don't think that this is a perfect game by any stretch i do think that miles morales the game the spinoff uh put us in a good position as far as like secondary content goes spider-man 2 kind of in my opinion sees insomniac games fall back into like some bad habits um with some of the uh, pacing um and some of the secondary content being a little bit too uh repetitive but i think aside from that from just a tentpole marquee playstation 5 experience this is as triple a as you can probably get on the 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 console from a first party i think insomniac game once again proves that you know they have a fundamental understanding of how to handle the playstation 5 whether it's you know dual sense integration the the rapid ssd optimization the fidelity and performance modes i think like marvel spider-man 2 checks all those boxes off um for me at least um but it does come at a concession of like a little bit of jank in the open world some character models just kind of looking a little rough at times but i think it comes with that scaling right you have like a world that is twice as big as their last game and it's it's more involved and more uh deep and in so many ways that you kind of do have to make those concessions in order to have a game to begin with um so yeah i i know i i rambled a little bit but um yeah that's all true no it's all true levels that's basically it so I, I, mean, wanna... I, I, yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, yeah, yeah I was going to say, I want to jump in here to say that I fully agree with what Bobby says, that like it shows that past trajectory of Insomniac Games. Um, games, And I think, really, Steve, um, like a month ago, you and I, we were out for dinner one night, and I told you that my thoughts on this game were that mm -hmm. it had to be different from the previous Spider-Man formula, and it had to feel natural mm -hmm. to yeah. me. Like, it had to feel something that didn't feel forced to be a sequel. And I think that's the thing that's really wowed right. me with my hours in this game is just how natural feeling it is. Like, I mean, there's a lot of the jank that you say, especially in the open world. Yep. And the open world is something I really would have liked to have changed. And I'll get into that later. But I think the biggest thing is just there's so many things in this game where I kept saying, wow, this feels natural. Like, wow, this feels like it's not being forced and it's something where Insomniac's just getting better and better and better. And I have to agree with Bobby. I think that Miles Morales was kind of the gold standard for the series. And it's just because it was such a good length and, you know, people said it was too short and it just felt like DLC, but it felt like really good DLC. And I think the problem here is there's a lot that's out that's in this game that could have just, you know, gone away. And I would be like, well, this still feels natural. So that's that's what my thought yeah. is. Yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of with you there, I because yeah, we'll we'll get into some of the the side su supplemental content because I think that across the board we're kind of all on the same page with so, some of those that uh, a f uh, quality over quantity goes a long way, especially for open world games, and I think that's something that maybe Insomniac can kind of identify because I agree, I think. Uh, Miles Morales, the game, not the the character, uh, really did kind of set that bar of like, okay, it's not only a great story, great characterization, it not only builds off what the the first game did, but it showed restraint in so many ways. And maybe having that number two next to the name Spider Man did kind of you know force or maybe intimidate Insomniac in a way that they're like, oh, we have to justify not only the price but the existence of this being a true sequel, so we have to pad it with you know side content and you know um a full-fledged map filled with you know icons and and collectibles and stuff yeah. like that but uh before i want to get into like that that open world uh and side stuff i want to talk about the story because i think a lot of people myself included a big spider-man fan wearing the miles repping the miles morales shirt right now um we're here for for good story we're here uh for to see miles and peter together it's the entire premise the hashtag of this is be greater together it's about seeing these two characters that have been set up in their own respective games come together work off each other play off each other and what that means so bobby i want to throw it to you i know you're not all the way through have completed the game and everything but what what are your impressions on the story so far about like what we can talk about anyways without spoiling anything for for our audience but what's uh how is how's peter and miles sitting with you in this game so yeah, I feel like it's a good um, extension of the relationship from the first two games. It really feels natural, like Yuri Lowenthal as, you know, Peter Parker, you know, slash Spider-Man is the probably one of the best iterations that we've seen so far. Like, he naturally fits into the role. And then you have Najee Jeter, who is just as organic in the character so like they mesh really well together and that without those two i don't think it would work as well as it has mm -hmm. so that that relationship they, they, they're building on what we've already established and up into where i am right now it really feels like they're they're partners they're not just you know 
uh, mentor mentee. They're they're becoming partners, and you're seeing right. uh, the Spider Man, and then it, and I really wish that so far that there would have been more focus on that instead of trying to do Spider Man three the movie where they're adding too many storylines, and it feels like as I'm getting in, there's just way too many overarching storylines starting to be um presented to the to the player and it's like well they're all and they're all pretty good like don't get me wrong every story that's been shown is pretty good it's just they're not great and that's what i'm thinking so far is as much as i like everything that's being shown it just feels like it's pulling the player in six different directions right because i'm still like like i said about halfway through and there's still stuff i'm unlocking like things i'm supposed to go and you know find or something that that i'm like well what is that and then it it says you have to come back later and it's like okay why are we trying to push so much into the player's hands at this point like Mm -hmm. why couldn't we have done spider-man 2 as it is focused on say the symbiote and craven and then kind of uh did like a side game like miles morales where it's like an extension of that game where it's like you're playing just as miles and he's dealing with like there are certain storylines like i know what you're talking about like if i say paris you'll know what i'm talking about if i say like certain words you'll, you'll understand but like why wouldn't they just like have miles have his focus on that iter- that storyline instead of you know trying to add everyone into it and just have the full cast it's just it's cra- basically what i'm saying is that there's just too much happening and it feels like it, it's it's too big of a leap from one to two where it could have been two games split up mm-hmm. gotcha so, i mean yeah for the player i i think they'll be okay overall it's just um it's it's hard to just follow everything because there's just so much happening like you'll finish one message one one mission and then you'll get a message saying you know hey here's something happening um i'll call you back once i'm ready to let you know what you need to do Right. And then Miles is doing four or five side missions at that point because you have that uh, friend app where you're trying to complete like side missions. And it's like, well, there's just too much happening. It's like, uh, you're telling me to wait, but like, I don't want to wait. And then you're just throwing these missions at me. It's like, okay, I understand you want to keep the player busy and, you know, elevate their experience. But yeah, like I said, overall, it's just like, okay, I feel like, yeah, you're being pulled in too many directions from the outset and that's kind of holding the experience back for me fair uh luke how how about yourself um do you do you agree with bobby and also i i want to hear your take on like the relationship um that we see peter and miles kind of share this game yeah so i really do agree with bobby um i think that peter and miles their story really is coming together as you say steve we're we're seeing them become the spider-men um they're great together Mm -hmm. they're kind of greater when they're on their own and i mean i felt more emotionally attached to i mean miles has so much emotional growth in this game and uh peters kind of takes a back seat but it's there and i found it like bobby really hard to digest when you know there's this great moment that happens about three quarters of the way through the game with miles really going through this huge change and like having this thing happen to him that like I was so gripped and then suddenly I was Peter again and doing side missions. And I was like, why don't, why wouldn't you give me some time to digest that? Um, I think I agree with Bobby a lot that it's like, you can't come to this place yet. 
like I was trying to think from a game design perspective how I would do this and but full disclaimer here, not a game designer, just read up on it in my spare time and that. But I really felt like there would be something a lot more story driven and also just a wow and gaming factor to having something like an Assassin's Creed 2 sort of thing where like it's a map that, you know, opens up over time. And like mixed with like, oh, it's so cool when you're in the app and you switch from Peter to Miles and, you know, you see them glide in or they're hanging off the corner of a building. But I never changed between Peter's and Mo Peter and Miles unless I had to. So those moments only just kind of came and went, ugh. But like, I thought it would be cool if like, you know, like I'm going, okay, I'm in, I'm doing something in Brooklyn now. And, oh, look, you know, I, Peter's needed in financial district. So I'm going to go to the map and you know, hover on Peter and, oh, he's dropping in like Batman from Arkham, like in Arkham or like Arkham city, when Batman drops out of the Batwing, and you're like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Like I didn't yeah. get that from the whole switch. And I think that would be so cool is like, if it would told me it's like, Hey, why don't we check in on Peter? And like that and just drop story-wise. I agree with Bobby so much like there's things that we could say Paris being a big one for me that I mean that whole word now I hear it every time I'm gonna cry mm -hmm. and like it was just you know those things just kept happening and I mean Craven he's he's great I mean Craven is a character that you know comics movies they have to do them so well like I mean mm -hmm. uh, I'm I don't think this is a spoiler so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it like Craven and Wakanda, huge together if you're a Marvel fan. And like to have it oh, just okay. be like side characters drop in, oh, you know what Craven did in Wakanda, don't you? Like it's like, no, don't do that to me. You know, give me give me something here that makes them more than just a through line character. And like these side stories kept popping up and you know, um they're all great. They're they have their own merit sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just felt really forced to me. And I think that goes counter to what I said in this game feeling unforced. Um, and I know I'm getting mm -hmm. rambly on this, so I'm going to finish up my point. But I think the big thing that Insomniac does here story-wise that really works for me is be greater together. You you said it yourself, Steve, when you got your you know hands on. It's more than just a tagline in this game. It's more than PR. And you yeah. see that in this game so much with the relationship between characters, but even just in the world building and the writing, like I come from, you know, a disability background and like to see Haley in the opening scene have a sign language translator or interpreter at Brooklyn Visions, sure. like that was huge yep. for me to, you know, yep. complete a side mission and hear an NPC go, oh, you know, my, my boyfriend says thank you when it's a guy or you know, right. a male police yep. officer who takes a picture with Spider-Man and goes, my husband's never going to believe this happened, Spider-Man. Like, just to see that and not feel it forced, like, it felt like a different generation of game writing to me. It felt like we were actually being greater mm -hmm. together, and that's something that I think Insomniac has done so well in this story. So I just wish the characters kind of lived up to that same sort of the, the philosophy as well, too. And that's all I'll say on that. Yeah sure um yeah i'm i'm perhaps a little higher than than both of you on on this i do think that the game does suffer from some some pacing issues especially within like the quote-unquote the first act of the game um i think 
the game largely is broken up into like three acts and i think the first one does a whole lot of like setup 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 let's establish like six different arcs and six different objectives that don't really pay off until i would say the second half of act two i think is that that's when you start getting like payoffs and things start really coming together in meaningful ways um because yeah i was i i distinctly remember sitting there in my own experience and be like man i love it when peter and miles are are the the spider bros they're hanging out and everything and then of course for me i never like when the main characters of, of something are objectively like ripped apart whether it's you know through the narrative or anything like that it's the the whole reason why i watch breaking bad i'm like why won't walt and jesse just be friends like i just want this paternal bond between them to like go off swimmingly and so every time that you know you see uh peter's you know uh push miles away or push mj away or anything like that i'm like ah come together but i i think that by the end of the game so much of it hits for me in emotional ways i i know that you know Luke, you you even talked about that moment for Miles. Uh, we're we're not going to spoil it, but there's a moment in it for his character arc that really comes together. I'm like, oh hell yes! Like, but that only happens because you got you know, at that point maybe 20 hours of of story leading up to it. It's a frustrating maybe it's a frustrating kind of wait in anticipation for these kind of moments. But I think that they pay off in such great ways that even by the end when you know you're just about to roll credits and you see these characters and everything that they've kind of gone through and have gotten uh and have like taken to to get to that moment i think is is such a great arc for so many characters especially for someone who's grown up with spider-man games and comics and transmedia i love seeing where these characters go they go in pretty interesting directions directions i did not even think that insomnia could get away with in a lot of ways i was like oh we're actually doing this in a game the second game uh, quote unquote the spider-man 2 in this franchise i was like oh my god Mm -hmm. this is everything i've wanted like my partner was sitting next to me watching i was like can you believe this shit and she was like "Uh, i guess i don't know i was like this is stuff that i've been waiting for for like years of my life to see happen and unfold so yeah I, i i think that for players that are kind of getting into it and maybe being like, okay, well the game, yeah, the game does set up so many different things and you know, you got Craven, you got these other villains and characters being set up. I think by the end uh, or like halfway through to the end of the game, I think you'll have like a, a more, a better understanding and maybe a better through line of it. But I do think that, yeah, there, there could be improvements. I'm not a game developer. I'm not going to sit here and armchair uh, dev Insomniac games. They're way smarter than me. Um, but I, I do think from a player standpoint, there could be things, you know, shaved away or, or knocked down just to make it a little cleaner of an experience. Because for me, at least, the, the biggest thing I can pinpoint is that there's a specific arc for Miles um, in this game. You know, he's, he's young. He's trying to deal with, like, his college application and writing all that stuff. That's cool. I love that from, like, a personal out of the suit kind of story arc for him but then there's also him grappling with and it's not a spoiler it's in the it's in the trailer but he's dealing with with martin lee and and everything like that the the reappearance of him but then it just kind of becomes like a talking point and not like an actionable kind of gameplay experience where miles is like oh yeah martin lee and he just talks about him for like hours on end where i was like i wish there was a little more evolution in that storyline uh, along the way but um yeah that's kind of my my uh, overall thoughts on that but 
aside from Peter and Miles, there is one specific character in this game that everyone's losing their minds over. They want to know more of. And I know that we can only talk so much about him, but we got to talk about Venom. We got to talk about all 19 inches of Venom in this game. Uh, everyone wants to hear about him, but uh, let's do it. Like, what is this the Venom you wanted, Bobby? Is this the Venom that you've... This is, you you got to admit, this is way better than Tom Hardy's Venom, right? To, uh, for Grace's Venom? Where, where Where is he on the Venom scale right now? I mean... Tom Hardy's Venom's pretty funny, man. I do like his Tom. Sure. I, I do like Venom in that sense, but it's just, yeah, he's definitely better than Topher Grace's. But in terms of where he is, I'd say he's like maybe the top three, and that's yeah. putting the '90s Venom there because I think mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite iteration. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the character. I mean, they, I think they did justice to the character. I'm really glad they brought him on board. But like I said, they, they, they like they kind of stretched his uh storyline a little bit thin but yeah overall i'm, I'm really impressed with it like it, he looks incredible um yeah. i i i really 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 want a game where you play as venom because it's been forever that we've had a game like that where you're basically an anti-hero i want right. like a i want a prototype game that'd be where sick. you play as venom yeah, like I an Agent want. Venom kind of prototype game would yeah, be like unreal. an Agent Venom would be a perfect game. Like I would love to have like a DLC of that where you can just and don't even put it in New York. Put it in, in put it in like Chicago or put it in in San Francisco where you're right. just Agent Venom, Agent Agent Venom, and you're just playing like Flash Thompson. Sure, I think yeah. it'd be incredible. But yeah, overall, I'm really glad they put Venom in here. I want carnage and venom in this game like they need to do the symbiote uh rivalry i want to see that because like they've done such a good job with venom at this point it's just like we know what's coming what what's come in the comics for this character so like how can they adapt it because insomniac's really good at adapting storylines i think and they've done a great job since you know the first game like where We've met Peter Parker. It's 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 definitely in that vein of I want more and I want your spin on it because you know you know the source material well enough to make it uh, feel fresh. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. A plus on that in Venom, like for sure. I, I love the character. Yeah, Luke. What did you think? Um, did did Tony Todd do justice for the voice? Did he do justice for the character? So here's what I'll say, Steve. I'm gonna open just explaining something because i don't want to get too theater kid here i'm sorry i'm gonna let my oh theater boy kid here out. we go here we go luke luke the theater kid yes. all right <laughs> let's let's go to shakespeare let's go to othello let's go to the character iago oh. right okay. like you say steve I, uh, yep. this is a three-act story Shakespeare's known for his three-act plays Right. And Iago yep. and Othello, of course, Othello, the more the kind of princely character, um, you know, he we think he's the main character the whole time. He's forcing everything, everybody's hands. Um, and then, you know, we find out in act three that, no, it's been Iago pulling the strings all along. And, you know, like it just hits you that suddenly Iago's had his hands in everything. Iago's the puppeteer. I think Venom in this game, mm-hmm. it for me, I was I kept thinking, when's Venom coming? When's Venom coming? You know, I was like to bring Arkham Knight back in to go back to video games. Arkham Knight was yep. there through the whole time. I felt Arkham Knight's yep. present the whole game, even with like to go back to another game and to go to Gotham Knights. Like you feel the like Court of Owls the whole time. They're there. 
even though they were such a small story beat in that game when, you know, they were teased as being this massive big story beat. Here, Venom works for me, and he's one of my favorite Venoms, I'd say, in popular culture, but definitely in video game, because... You know, I kept saying, when am I going to see Venom? When's Venom coming? You know, oh, oh, you know, Peter's Peter's got the symbiote now. Like, what's we we know that's happening. We knew this was coming up. So, like, when is this? You know, like, what what's happening now? And then the whole thing was that when that third act hits, you realize that Venom has been there all along. Venom, the eye is is an idea in this game. You know, he's. He's a character pulling the strings. Yeah. He's in everybody. He's in Miles. He's in Peter. He's in MJ. He's in Harry, who's just come back. I mean, he's everywhere. And, you know, that it, it, it was really when that third act hit, I said, maybe Venom's the main character. You know, maybe I've spent this whole game getting into Miles and Peter and the relationships they have and all these side characters from marvel comic book lore and from spider-man who have come back but maybe venom was the main character the whole time along oh and that's what i loved about how this third act hit i i i don't really disagree with you i i, I love that analogy drawing back to to shakespeare because yeah he, he definitely does feel like a through line and i mean I, I can see players kind of being impatient and being like, okay, let's, I want to see Venom. I want to see Venom. But I do think that the, the game does such a great job with pacing and kind of seeding the, the like planting the seeds to get to Venom so that by the time he is there as like a formidable fo force, you're like, oh shit, like this is like, it's on now. Like you've seen Peter like struggle internally with the symbiote and it's that classic relationship that, you know, the symbiote attaches to, to Sp spider-man he gets you know the spider symbol it's imbued in, in venom and everything like that but i yeah i i thought tony todd killed it i think the game is so funny because it opens up with you know craven being the the main villain and he he comes in and he has this huge stature over peter and especially miles like he is this ungodly force but then you get to venom down the road and you're like Oh yeah, like Craven's not nothing compared to this guy. Like was, just the just the change in scale between like, you know, you get Miles, which is like, you know, a little petite little Spider-Man, then you get Peter a little bigger, Craven's this giant dude, and then Venom's even bigger. I was like, oh my god, I love the the sense of scale and threat this game kind of poses on on players. It, it, I think is is masterclass in character design and stuff. I was also gonna say too, Steve, and I'm the really glad definitely the best part i'm really glad you brought that up because the big thing that i left out there too is that and this never happens in media popular or otherwise where a villain just totally explains why another villain is there and i think that's really what yeah. happened for okay. craven here is that even craven has a reason to be impacted by venom and to have venom shape what happens right. with craven and it's like once that hits, you're just like, okay, this is something we haven't seen before. And Tony Todd brings that to life on such a magnitude, like just the way that he voices the character and he delivers these lines and he delivers those little nods and those little hints that you suddenly put together. And that like, it makes even yep. Craven look small. Like, it's just like, wow, this is, this is something different. Absolutely. 
Um, I want I want to pivot over to to gameplay because that's a that's a major thing in the in this game, and I think the the best way to do it. Uh, First of all, is to to bring in you know fellow uh, hosts who couldn't make it uh, to this episode, largely because he didn't want anything spoiled of this game, which I don't blame him at all. You know, uh, Dave, Dave, uh, I miss you, I miss you, brother, but uh, I, I t- totally understand why you didn't want to sit in on this episode. But he he asked a question uh, online, and he said, "I'm legitimately worried this game is too big. One of the reasons I didn't pick up the last couple Assassin's Creed titles." Uh, it's one of the reasons I didn't pick up the last, a couple last Assassin's Creed titles. Is this similar in scale? And I think everyone that's kind of headed into this game knows Insomniac has largely, you know, touted, oh, this game, we're adding Queens, we're adding Brooklyn. It's essentially a map that's twice as big. In my opinion, I don't think the, the game feels big at all. I think it does some interesting ways to, like, make it feel smaller by way of, like, traversal. Fast travel system is exceptionally fast. It makes getting from one side of the map to the other very quick. Um, so I don't think I even felt the map be too, twice as large, although you can kind of see it while in the menu. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to throw it to you, Bobby. Like, how did you feel about just the overall scope of the the game, the traversal uh, from point A to point point B, whether it's the the web wings and swinging, the the new styles and stuff like that? Did it all work for you? Was there any uh, Anything that you didn't uh, didn't really like with this new um, overhaul? Yeah, the overhaul is fantastic. I yeah. I came off a little bit sour at the beginning. I even told Luke everything kind of felt the same. I mean, all these new boroughs they added. And I'm like, well, there's not much different than just having the city there. I'm like, I feel like they just added it for padding. But the further you got, you get into the game, and as you unlock, like the 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 shared skills between miles and peter and it's like well now i see why they they wanted to expand the playground because there's just so much uh freedom in the way you're playing and the and the way you're swinging and the speed is probably what i think ben- benefits the expanded playground is because it, everything's just going so fast like i feel mm-hmm. like uh swinging is a lot faster in this game and you're just it's like it, it feels like a, a fa- it's it's definitely a fantastical upgrade over like Spider Man and Miles Morales. It, it they I think they really in, improved on the swinging mechanics. Like it feels like a brand new game. It, it feels like Spider Man. T- I mean, to me at least, I, I think I, I think the gold standard is Spider Man Two from PS Two, and it feels really in line with that. It's really satisfying to swing across the city. It, I mean. If you make a mistake, like he recovers really quickly, whoever you're playing as. And um, the inclusion of the web wings is probably my favorite thing. At first, I wasn't too keen on them just because it it it, it was kind of slow. But as you're building your you know your skill level and you're getting skill points and you're adding those skill points into to the web wings and and you're able to extend you know your your distance and control and it's like whoa because once you're getting the full outset of those skills you're able to cross bridges in the matter of seconds you're able to cross burrows in like a minute you can get mm-hmm. from where you want to be you can cross like that three thousand meter distance on a map within a couple minutes and you're where you need to be and fast travel it doesn't even exist for me because i'm just like well we know how fast this, the ssd is we know we can get there in seconds but why i'm like i can swing and swinging so much more fun when you're when this with this new expanded playground because like everything just 
comes at you and it's not too um dizzying it's not too uh, everything's not blurred like it just feels it's probably the best iteration of spider-man translated from like film to game i think because it feels very cinematic in the sense everything is really realistic like the graphics are just incredible like the ray tracing adds to that effect and then you have all these things working together like like we said like the, the styles where you're doing tricks and the fact that you can do now the the i forget what it's called i think it's called the elastic the elastic uh oh the slingshot the slingshot like i love the slingshot oh my like god it, yeah it does so much for you like you can find those points on the roof where it'll let you fly across the map when you slingshot as miles or peter and by doing that, like you have the momentum, just keep going. Like you can stop, or you can web wing, or you can start uh, like parkouring across rooftops. Like it's just it's, it's incredible. Like and that alone is probably my favorite thing. Like I spent two hours last night just swinging across the city, just taking it in. In a sense, in that sense, where like Assassin's Creed Mirage, where you have the parkour highways, where you can see kind of like a clear path to get from where you want to be, mm-hmm. you see that in Spider-Man, where you're like, "Well, here are these buildings. I know what Peter can do. I know how to maneuver him in a way that it looks fantastic and it's fluid and it is efficient." So, like, I was just building like rooftop highways for Peter to just get through the city, and it just feels. Like your Spider-Man, it's probably the greatest implementation of these swinging mechanics I've ever seen. I really, 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 really want a VR version of this at some point. Oh my god, that's that's the dream, especially with PSVR two. I think if I, anyone I, can I totally do it. Agree with you. It's Insomniac on PSVR two because it it really it, it oh man, even like a first person mode, I just it feels so good. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and then you have just like, like I said, the ray tracing alone is just makes it so much more realistic because like you're, because I, I, I am very cinematic in the way I play. Like I'll tilt the camera as I'm swinging. So like I'll turn the camera. So like you see the building in front on the TV and you see Peter swinging across and like you see his, his reflection and it just looks so cool. Just, it's like probably the highest praise I could give it is it feels like the best movie I've ever seen. Sure. I, I I love I love the point that you brought up with it feeling like a playground uh, because I I totally agree with you. I I use the fast travel system a, a handful of times probably you know uh, throughout my my time there. It's blazing fast like it's instantaneous, especially when if you fast travel or swap between Peter and Miles, it's instantaneous. Like it's it's pretty wild uh, what yeah. they're able to do with the SSD. But that being said, I never was in, incentivized to ever fast travel. I was like I want to swing and and fly there using the web wings because really that's that's what i'm here for exactly it's efficient it's fun uh whether or not you're just doing like standard swings you're adding like the the tricks and the the cool styles in there if you're wanting to like mix it up with like swinging then hitting a uh a wind tunnel uh to like navigate you with the the web wings or like across a bridge or something like that just all the different kind of ways that you can increase your momentum and keep that gameplay loop feeling fun i think is a testament just to the game alone is that yeah i never wanted to sit there and even bring up the menu to to fast travel i just wanted to get there on my own and just create new and exciting ways of getting there um because yeah i i I wholeheartedly uh think that the web wings are the biggest justification of this game even existing in the first place i think 
I, I said it in my preview when I came I came back from playing this game. I was like, they just be rock steady to to prove that a Superman game can work. That that's basically how I feel about this. Is that you can now there there's no excuse at this point to say oh you can't have a uh, a superhero or a character fly across the city. No, you can and you can make it really fun. This is this is how you do it. I mean, um, it's perfect for Superman or the Flash. Like they really or both the Flash, are. yeah. There, there are ways to keep it, keep the momentum going so quickly and keep it fun for the player. And it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just going from point A to point B. It's a, a, it's a straight shot, that kind of thing. Like, you, you can make it a, a fun gameplay experience. Uh, Luke, what, what about you? Do, do you echo any of this? Did you have a good time getting, you know, from Manhattan to, to Queens and then Brooklyn? Uh, what, what was your experience? Yeah, first off, I'll say thanks, Dave, for the question. Uh, I hope I haven't spoiled anything for you yet. Um, I think it's a very good question, and I think your question is very good too, Steve, because it goes to where I want to go with this, is that I'm going to hammer this yeah. home again. This game just feels natural. It doesn't feel mm. like one of those overly gamified, like late Assassin's Creed games where there's just so much to do. Like even the collecting, this was a game where I said, you know, I'm... I'm normally OCD about collecting. Like, it has to be done before I move to the next story beat sort of thing. And what I really loved about this game is I did not think, and I mean, I didn't think that by the time I was writing my review, I was going to have completed this game. I thought this was going to be a review in progress situation for me. Mm -hmm. And to see it be to a point where, you know, I'm 98% complete because I can't find the stupid spider bots, dang spider bots. But uh, <laughs> and the, the thing is just that, like, for me, I never felt like I was being rushed and I never felt like I was being slowed down. I just felt like I was in my adventure. You know, I'm finding, like you say, these slipstream paths to go through to speed up my flying or, you know, I'm using a slingshot so I can get to another story point or, you know, something that I didn't even know was a story point and just ended up hitting was something I checked out. And I never felt rushed in this experience. And that was a big reason of why I think, you know, this resonated more with me than some of those, you know, Ubisoft titles or those later RPGs is just, yes, this is a huge map. Yes, this is a bigger game, but it moves at a pace, at least gaming-wise. I know we talked about story pacing problems, but at least gaming-wise, where I never felt like I was going too fast and I never felt like I was going too slow. Right. No, I... I... I totally agree with that. Uh, that's a great sentiment. Um, yeah, I, I think the game also does a really good job of making sure that there's always something to do. It, there's like, to me at least, in my experience in the game, it never felt like, oh, I'm just kind of existing. There, there's always like something to do, whether it's a, a piece of mm -hmm. side content or a a reason for me to bring up photo mode because the game just looks so darn good at times. Um, most times actually. Um, but yeah, I never felt bored or kind of just existing. There's, there was always purpose in, in me playing the game and being there. Um, the other side of the gameplay that I really want to touch on is the, is the combat because I think, again, this is Insomniac showing fluidity within their, their gameplay mechanics, their moment to moment gameplay within combat. I think, this is the greatest showcase of their abilities. Um, 
Bob, you've talked about it before, but that you can kind of see like inspiration going all the way back to Sunset Overdrive here. Uh, yep. This is them just like building on their craft, building on everything that's not only worked for the original Spider-Man game, Miles Morales, but also elevating everything. I think the new the new abilities, whether it's the the spider arms, the, the symbiote when when applicable, or uh, the evolved Venom uh, abilities, I think they're all great. And I think the for me, I'm genuinely curious to hear what you guys think about this. The new abilities were so captivating to me and so, um, yep. so fun to use. I never used the ga- gadgets. They were there. I use them sometimes. There's one specific one that I think comes in handy later in the game, but the gadgets kind of just kind of fell to the wayside because I was always building up that um, that meter to to unlock the uh, the ultimate ability, then replenish my my. Uh, spider abilities the spider arms and evolved venom uh abilities there and then it was just kind of just that progressive loop in, in gameplay I'm, I'm curious bobby did you what did you think about the combat overall but did you also use the gadgets are you in there playing with those at all yeah i mean i hands down my favorite and probably most used gadget are the spider arms like i think that's probably the best addition for for peter i i, I yep. think I really hope they keep them going forward because it, it really is a game changer when you're dealing with crowds and it is a great crowd control tool. Um, gadgets, um, without spoiling, I mean, I think they're a great addition. It's just I never used them because I was more invested in just pummeling people. I was thought of that just like, well, I can, sure. why, why use a gadget when I can just, you know, dodge here air combo here and then just kind of build like something flashy because i mean the point of the gadgets to my understanding is just to uh i guess delay an enemy from attacking you because that's kind of what i i use them for i mean you can Mm -hmm. kind of just you know pull them together and that's one of the bigger things that's kind of like the main thing and then the the spider arms are more for offense and you can use them for defense and you can kind of plan how you want to use them so I use them a fair amount. I I definitely think that was probably my most used um, ability outside of obviously the symbiote, right? Because that's I mean even that that's just like a limited time oh my thing. God. But it's so brutal at times when Peter has a symbiote on and he's like in his like venom rage it, it mode. Feels, and he's just it's so satisfying. It, oh my god! It's yeah. just like okay, well this is this is not the Spider-Man that we know. Like it's he when he's wearing the symbiote, it feels like. Um, spider-man from the animated series from the 90s where he's just angry and it's like okay that's what i want that gravelly voice like yuri lowenthal is putting on a a damn master class in acting in in those moments but it's paired nicely with the gameplay uh, especially with the symbiote uh moves but yeah i mean overall i I really think they did a great job with the guys like it brings a lot to the experience like if you're someone who likes to do or use gadgets and um, Mm -hmm. the abilities but i mean they're not necessarily like that's got to be stated. Like these are not things you need; they're just a way to diversify the way you're dealing with enemies. So, like, it's really yeah. up to how you play. But for myself, I like just comboing, unlocking because you unlock certain skills that you use in battle. Like one of my, I don't know if we, we can. I think I mean, I don't, is it really a spoiler if we talk abilities? No. But there's one that Peter does where, um basically like you can uppercut someone into the air and then you go up with him and you press circle and you web around him and underneath him and you just keep the combo going so you can kind of like pinball the guy 
between two or three people. So it's, it was definitely a great way to juggle enemies in the air while you're trying to just knock them out as fast as you can. But later skills, like they just, they're just, they're just so satisfying. It's easily the best combat system. I feel like it, it's similar to Spider-Man, but it's a lot better. I think they really, really nailed down the satisfying feeling I get of playing like Batman Arkham because it feels as good as that. I think, I mean, that's just obviously like we said, my opinion, but it, mm-hmm. it is in comparison to Batman Arkham games. The only thing I never really, really, really liked is like, I spoke to you yesterday about this. It's just the, the, the counter button. It just doesn't feel as like, right. Um, tactile. I mean, it, it, obviously you get the spider sense, but like, I don't know the way it kind of works in, Batman Arkham is like I could always sense when it was coming. I could always sense when to press it. So like you'll see like the spider sense thing go off his head, but like my timing is usually off and I'll get hit. Whereas gotcha. like in Batman, it's just like you know this guy's about to hit you with a bat. You press Y or triangle and it you you counter it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's just my timing or it's maybe something else. But it's just that's that's probably my biggest uh, I guess disappointment. Yeah. I, I can totally see that. I think it was a great idea, great implementation. Uh, I think it definitely adds to the combat experience. My thing, and maybe this is just coming from someone who, you know who who plays now a lot of like from software games or, or souls uh, souls likes and stuff like that, is that when you hit the parry or or the the, the block, there's not a, like a satisfying response to it. it, yeah. it like you you maybe get the animation. That. Peter or Miles does something to like counter it, but there's nothing in the dual sense. And maybe it's a dual sense thing versus like an on-screen thing. I'm not really sure. There's not that satisfying, like, Ooh, I nailed it. Oh, that, that was like cutting edge. Like we're on the, the razor wire there of just being able to, to parry this attack. There was something there that just didn't feel right, but I, I like the, the system. It just didn't blow me away at all. Um, Luke, uh, how are you feeling about combat? Was it satisfying for you? Yeah, so I'm going to come off right at the top here and say combat and this is some of the best combat I've played in a game recently. Um, and yeah. I'm going to come with an interesting point that I'd like to pose to you two guys to see what your reaction is. All right. Uh, Steve, I think yeah. you're going to have something maybe on this. Is just a lot of my apprehension going into this game was, you know, juggling peter and miles is such a big thing and like you know they do feel different in their respective games but when they come together in this game how is that gonna feel to me and so like to see that Mm. there's three skill trees you know a skill tree for miles a skill tree for peter and then a combined skill tree like that really just built out the combat for me and fleshed it and like bobby says you know you get some late stuff that you're like oh my gosh this is amazing um i am i don't think it's any secret if you follow me i'm a disabled gamer this is something that i think about quite a lot um and one really interesting personal accessibility note that came up that i'd love to ask insomniac if this is something they saw was i found myself gravitating to miles and his venom uh like updated venom powers not because like i'm just a miles fan over peter fan but like Miles to me felt like he had that snappy aim assist in his abilities, um, as opposed to Peter's, which oh, felt yeah. more time based. Okay. Where like Peter's skills, I had to time them 
right? And I had to really, really, you know, focus on hitting those timing windows that Bobby's talking about that are like in Arkham and games mm-hmm. like that. And I, I can do that, you know, it's not something I love to do. It tires me out really quickly, but I found with like, you bring up the gadgets and did you use the gadgets? Oh, all the time for me, because like, like Bobby says, it okay. seems like they're only a timing thing. That timing thing is huge for me. I needed those gadgets that said, okay, this is a pause for you. Take this pause. And then, you know, Miles has a a bunch of snap abilities. And I love the snap abilities because I was like, oh, you know, this this is made for me. This feels like me. Miles feels like what I would go for. And so that's why I found myself using Miles at any chance that I could instead of Peter was just because... You know, for me, that combat felt incredible. And, you know, I didn't even have to turn on the aim assist and the accessibility menu this time, which is something that I usually okay. have to do just because Miles was already doing that. And I was like, this is this is great game design right here. I love this. And, hey, I, I love that for you. I'm, I'm super happy to hear that um, yeah. the game naturally just works for someone Um and, and, and hopefully other people out there as well who who might you know have uh, need accessibility help with accessibility and everything like that i'm i'm all for that and again i i i'm assuming that insomnia took that into consideration uh when when developing this game but um it's glad to see that it's just naturally kind of integrated yeah. there um yeah i got i yeah i i've already kind of said my piece about the the combat and everything like that I'll echo you, uh, Luke, though, uh, in this closing point. I think the shared skill tree is pretty genius. Uh, I think that they do a great way of, like, differentiating the two characters, but also build out, like, that that full-fledged, like, full page of skills that both uh, Peter and Miles kind of share together. A lot of it is, you know, traversal stuff uh, in there, which is awesome, but, uh, I mean... Personally, I would not have liked this game half as much if I had to, like, build out, you know, oh, Miles can now use web wings, uh more proficiently than like peter or stuff like that so having that shared progression there uh i think did wonders and that's a that's a great way of uh approaching it um so kudos to them i want to talk about side content here um as we start getting to the the tail end of this conversation because i i think this is something that yeah universally i think we're all kind of uh, agreeing here is that Miles Morales had this great pacing, not only with its 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 length, just by virtue of its story, but also the the uh-huh. the withdrawal and constraint it had for side content. I do strongly believe that Insomniac Games just kind of felt like, okay, we're gonna have to justify a full eighty dollars in Canada, seventy in the U.S. We gotta pad this out with a little more content. Hence, why we get stuff like the Emily, uh, yeah, Emily May Foundation. Uh, you know side quest which i wrote here uh is just bees bikes and boredom i know that sounds harsh but i just could not get myself into these quests whatsoever um they're they're just kind of like busy work in my opinion i i didn't really gravitate towards them at all aside from having to do it for the the 100 the the platinum but um just some other uh uh hits on here there's yeah the spider bots which luke brought up uh, i want to talk more about those there's photo ops which i thought were cool they had like little easter egg cameo kind of things in there uh those, those were always fun to find uh there's the marco memories uh mysteriums which introduced you know um uh, mysterio uh my dude i love that guy so mm-hmm. uh i was happy to see him there but um yeah bobby what uh did 
I, I know you're still like early on, not everything's unlocked for you. Uh, but so far, are you seeing like a great diversity in terms of side content or would you have liked more or less? Talk to me here. So it really is just, it's just busy work at this point. I really don't feel like it adds to the game at all. Yeah. Um, Coming off God of War Ragnarok, which probably had the best side quest in years because it just, it, it, it was a natural uh, companion to the main story. So I, I kind of wanted something like that where it's just like, you know, Peter and Miles are dealing with, you know, side characters to a point. I, w- I would have liked more just that kind of thing. Small like vignettes where you're just like Peter doing something with somebody that from his from his everyday life or Miles is helping his mom with something or right. you know the the two Spider-Men are doing like a photo op with with like a like a, like a local, local influencer where they're trying to build you know a rep for them like, I would have liked stuff like that where it kind of adds to this to the story instead of what you're getting because what you're getting is basically just like uber for spider-man that people are, are requesting your help and you're going to help them and, and then you get some experience and you move along which mm-hmm. in great it, it, it works but not to the degree that you have to do it right because you're getting requests constantly and it's like okay this guy just reported a crime but like it's the same thing it's just you go there you beat someone up and then you move along and it's just like i i feel like being part of the playstation worldwide studios like these studios can pick each other's brains for ways to implement side content and Santa Monica studios perfected it. I think with God of War Ragnarok. So I, overall, like it, it, it's serviceable. I would, I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's not great. So, I mean, the only way I'm, the only way I'm going to finish is just because I want to get the platinum. That's probably sure. the only reason. Otherwise I would have just left it as is, but for the everyday person who, just wants to play the game in the story like you sh- should not really focus on this just do a couple to get some upgrade gear for your your suits and then move along mm-hmm. it's not a necessary part of the game it's just padding at this point and it, it just it's kind of a letdown for me and I, I really hope that in the third game like they they acknowledge that um you could do side content in a respective respectful manner for the player where it um provides context for the world you're in and expands uh, the characters that are there and the lore that's being established by Marvel because Marvel's so steeped in lore like they could pull so much for it and not make it feel where it's like a main story where you can just have like little like I said little vignettes where maybe like Doctor Strange is involved or Wong because Wong is probably my favorite character and I want to see more of Wong in video games stuff like that I just yeah. want like little little like nods to the Marvel universe where it's just like, oh hey, I know Spider Man. This is Spider Man's game, but maybe Scarlet Witch shows up or Wolverine. Sure, yeah. Which, but yeah, obviously, or... we can't do Wolverine because Wolverine's coming in his own game. So like, <laughs> there are characters they could pull that 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 we could eventually see serving as side side content. I I totally agree with that because I I I know I kind of sound a little negative with with the side content, but I do think to Insomniac's credit, a lot of these kind of fulfill that where it is okay we're gonna set up you know some sort of like side side uh piece of content that introduces a character or a fun moment or something like that one of them being the uh, the hunter drones that miles chases uh or both of them can chase but um 
the lead up to that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, this is fine. It's largely just a showcase of the the web wings kind of following these uh, drones yeah. through their uh, wind tunnel kind of uh, along the way. But then as you start getting into like the story aspect of why you're doing this, I was like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Okay, we're leading into something. And then by the time you get there, I was like, oh, okay, this was well-deserved. Um, so I think some of them do a great job of introducing, you know, character moments or uh, fulfilling, you know, the, the end game of it. But some of them, not so much. But uh, Luke, you're in a position much like me. You're almost to, to full completion. Uh, what was your experience like going through a lot of these uh, pieces of side content? Yeah, I'm going to say that I actually didn't mind the side content. I thought it was much evolved from, way evolved from Spider-Man 1. Uh, a little bit of a push up oh, yeah. the envelope from Miles Morales. Like, I mean, I liked how Miles Morales's side content worked into the overall story a lot more. Um, I'm mm -hmm. not to get new, too nitpicky and negative. I'm keeping this positive. Um, I think, and not to, you know, harp on game development, I'm not a game developer. I think the big thing for me here is that, like Bobby says, a lot of these, you know, side content challenges just keep popping up and they feel like, you know, just a chance to get an experience or, you know, some tech parts. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would have been really, and I mean, there are side quests here that absolutely should not be skipped because as you both say you know they give you some story element that's like oh my gosh or like here uh, i i never thought i would feel anything for howard after he made me get all his freaking pigeons in number one and yeah like i want to i, I want to interject quickly luke because yeah i i think there's a distinct differentiation that we should make here like i'm talking about like the the collectibles on the map the icons the the ubisoft uh you know checkmark kind of things because i am 100 with you there that when a mission comes up and it's like this is a side mission go do that because i i think those are some of the coolest stories that this game provides 100 with you that that howard mission had me in tears i was I, I was not expecting that, and that was one of the, the best moments this game provided. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, so um, just to I'll bring it back then to the collectibles, uh, Steve, is that, I mean, I, I feel like it would have been great to have a system where, you know, it kind of warns me what's going to be, you know, worth my time. Like, if it's like, oh, there's a reward for these collectibles. Mm. Like, it did it for most of the story side missions. It's like, do these story side missions, and I know this was in the book yes. not to talk about, but by the time this comes out, this is no longer going to be a spoiler. It was a major pain point for me that they tie suits to a lot of these story notes because... You know, that's the whole thing is just really wanting those suits and those other suits and, you know, wanting to accessorize and play Spider-Man the suit. And to have, you know, collectibles be things for requisites for suits and to have, you know, the story beats that come from getting the collectibles to lead into suits. For me, that just kind of felt like, uh, I, I don't know if I like this yeah. or not. Like, it's kind of forcing me to feel like I have to do these collectibles. Sure. Um, and that kind of took a little bit of the naturalness yeah. away from it. But I think the thing that really works for me with the collectibles here is it's not just like, okay, here's a map full of collectibles, like, you know, a Valhalla sort of thing. And like, go get all these collectibles and, you know, do it, you know, now or do it as you reach these areas. 
for this, it was really sort of a, you know, oh, you'll discover them as you're going. And, you know, like with the exception of the spider bots, which my pain point with that is they were just so hard to find. I found myself, you know, <laughs> gravitating to the night sections to find them because the pulses were much easier to see at night. But like it was a thing where as I was, Absolutely. you know, getting into using the slingshots and the web wings and I was seeing these things and going, oh, OK, well, I guess I'll go get that while I'm doing this. And like this isn't going to harm my my progress. I got it. But then, you know, I'd get a suit out of it and I'd be like, oh, well, why didn't I know about this? Like, could could this have been told? But uh, I mean, for me, the stories work. Uh, tell me the ones that I should do. And, you know, the collectibles work. But also tell me, you know, okay, do the collectibles because this is what you'll get, sort of thing. Sure. Uh, no. You brought up the suits. We got a question here from a friend of the show at GTM618, otherwise known as Gamer Graham. Uh, he says, while we know the suits look very different from each other, is there a benefit from one over another? Is there one suit you love the most? Bobby? Uh, I know you're still early on. You're still unlocking all the coveted suits. Uh, is there one that you're gravitating towards uh, so far? Yes, and I don't. I, are these spoilers? Like that's the thing. Do we want to consider them spoilers? Because like the one that I like is fantastic, but like I mean, like I don't want to ruin that surprise for somebody. But like, sure, I mean, it, Dave is could there... edit this out or you can bleep it. But there is one that I love, and it's it's pretty early on that you unlock it, and it looks incredible i i, I just yeah l let's not talk about maybe specific names or anything but i'm just kind of curious if there were yes, like there do is you one have that, one yeah, yeah they okay. look incredible yeah there is one and i'll tell you offline that just yeah i mean it, it 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 definitely hits home um but i will counter it with this the ben riley spider-man suit is not in the game and i am so disappointed with that so <laughs> that is that's a ding on, on insomniac because yeah. I want that. Like, how is that not a suit yet? Like, I want that suit so bad. It's like the most beautiful suit that I've ever seen, and it's not even available. I've never had a game where it was like, well, you can just play as Ben Riley's better suit than that one with the the hoodie. I don't like that suit. I'm sorry. I, I'm no, I me neither for that suit. Yeah. Uh, Luke, yes. how about yourself? No, uh, no specifics because we want to keep uh, some surprises left for our audience. But uh, it, it, did you find yourself gravitating to one specific suit or outfit, or were you kind of just going through them while you were unlocking them all? Yeah. So, like I said, it's a pain point for me. Like I wish that the suits weren't so tied to doing side content this time. Um, mainly also yeah. because I am ocd and i switch through suits way too much and so i'd get a suit and you know i'd have done two hours of side missions and been like okay i got this suit oh okay now i like this one better <laughs> thank you for invalidating my two hours um but there's there's one that like i'm not gonna spoil here but it's something that bobby brought up and i'm like i don't think he knows about this yet but i really hope that he figures it out because it's amazing and it's the one suit that, like, I rocked for miles pretty much throughout the whole second half of the game. Um, and I was like, wow, I love okay. this suit. I'm so glad for this suit. This is great. Um, all of miles were the suits that I loved. I kept Peter in the Iron Spider suit because just to me that, you know, is the pinnacle of a great Spider-Man suit. And to the Iron Man connotations in it there and um, all that. But yep. 
there's another one for Miles that he gets as one of the, it is a side story, but it kind of is a side story that's forced on you in the main story. And um, it's a suit that, oh my gosh, it's just, it's perfect. It's, it's everything you could want in a suit that takes a villain and turns it into a suit. And you're like, what, what, where did that come from? So um the the thing here to answer Graham's question, which hello Graham, by this point we will have already had lunch on the weekend, and you probably hate me now, but uh, the future me is saying Time I travel. am sorry. You gotta love it. Uh, but no, I mean to answer that, I really think that they put so much time and effort into teasing the suits these time this time around, and I don't know if it always worked yeah. for me. Um, I, I think it was kind of just one of those okay. things where I'm like, ah, okay, I'll use the same suits I've been using. But uh, there's a couple suits that are hilariously glitched uh, in in this build that we were playing. Um, and that's sure. something that's in mean. my yeah. review if you want to read more about it. Uh, but yeah, I think the suits just overall great. Didn't do a whole lot of too much for me, but there's so much in this game that just feels natural and does it for me. So I'm willing to forgive on that. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm I'm big on the suits, always have been for these games. I love all the Easter eggs and the new inclusions. And I, I love specifically that you can uh, you know, uh, unlock the different styles. So not only do you have, you know, upwards of, of 60 suits, but then you have like 200 customization options with the, the color palette swaps and stuff like that for largely most, if not, you know, nearly all of them. I, I think there are really some some great uh, aspects there for customizing and tailoring your your both the Spider-Man, um, depending on, you know, preferences and what you grew up with and the things that, you know, catch your eye and stuff like that. So I think they literally nailed it. I agree with you, uh, Luke, that I do think that I wish more of them were kind of like objective based rather than tied to kind of just unlock through the collectibles and, and stuff like that or like tailored towards like oh if you get you know x amount of uh tech parts then you can unlock this uh, i would have liked to see more of like a substantial cause and effect of like you play the game you get this as a reward kind of thing but otherwise i, I think from the the suit standpoint i'm I'm all in for for everything that Insomniac does. I think they have such an understanding of Spider-Man across transmedia that them just bringing in all these different aspects is is just a, such a delight for me. Um, I have as we start to I have sorry, one sorry, thing Bobby. we can add. Yeah. So yeah, given that there's so many suits, I would have liked a way to and like I know this is like something that's probably hard to do a way to pick and choose pieces from every suit to kind of combine them just like you can edit oh. like, like it's like you can do like outfit one and it's like you can have the eyes from like amazing spider-man or wow. you can do the gloves from from uh toby's spider-man and just kind of see mm. what works that would have been cool i think that would have been great because i know it's such a stupid thing just because it's just like it's probably technically a nightmare to produce but like i think that would have been great. right i mean just let's let you design your own suit but I mean, maybe the next game. I mean, I hope that, someone listens to me because that would be cool. That would be cool. I, I would be 100% down there. I don't know about it, the the technical aspects of, you know, pulling different aspects from all these different suits, but I love the idea of like creating your own just based on, you know, different inspirations. Um, I think that would be rad as hell. Maybe, maybe for the next one, uh, I would be behind that idea. As we start wrapping up, I do want to touch on uh, just some of the performance 
quick, we don't have to go too in-depthly. I, I think we talked about it, but um, a, a lot of aspects here. But um, for me, I love the DualSense integration here. Once again, Insomniac just plays around with uh, the new controller in ways that I think a lot, a lot of developers just largely ignore. Some of the the tension in the in the haptics is really nice. Um, the um, or the adaptive trigger, sorry, the haptics itself are, are awesome as well. But um, yeah, from low times to performance, fidelity, dual sense integration. Uh, Luke, what did you think of uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 in that regard? Uh, yeah, I, I think all that is great. Um, I definitely uh, think, I, I know Bobby touched that he loved the ray tracing. Um, that's something that mm -hmm. I'm not super huge on. I actually turned it off here because I felt like it just made swinging uh, and especially web wing use uh, feel sluggish at certain times. Um, so I don't know if that's just a me being a personal problem or if it was actually sort of a problem. Uh, you it's, guys, it's a loop problem. It's, it's a loop problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, I, I really like that. Um, I think that, as you say, the adaptive triggers, the haptic feedback, um, there's a way that this game uses them that I thought was genius. Um, and being somebody with hand spasms and not precise inputs, um, the fact that I liked it said that it must be something that's very satisfying. Um, because if I find it satisfying, then I guarantee whoever, all these people listening are going to find it even more satisfying than I did. Um, I think uh, the big yeah. one for me here, too, that is something that uh, I opened my review with is that um, Insomniac is really on top of the podium of accessibility performance in gameplay right now. I'm going to sure. bring that back in. Um, just the fact that, like, I mean, there are times in this game where if it's too quick, you can slow it down to your speed and have it come right there. Um, you know, you can change those adaptive triggers. Um, the fact that, like, there's just mm -hmm. even ways where, like, there's a web burst mode where, you know, you can make one input shoot three webs. Like, to me, there's just... Right. There's jank in this game, but the fact that they gave me all the tools to get over that jank and make the perfect, you know, Spider-Man experience for me, the performance here is amazing. Like, even if the performance out of the box isn't amazing for you, there are so many options here to tweak, be it accessibility options or just straight options, that this game's going to run in a way that works for you, and that's just incredible game development it puts them on top of accessibility and game development and i'd say it puts them pretty close to the top just in terms of overall game development i'm astounded as you've both said what they can do with the ps5 at this point yeah uh bobby any additional thoughts on that no but look pretty much nailed it i think they did a great job in that regard i mean uh, i've had very 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 small issues but um Overall, it's been pleasant. I really think it's very, very um, optimized for the system. And just another notch in Insomniac's belt of being technical wizards. That's really what they do best is just making sure the experience is, is just complete and uh, wholesome. It's Insomniac. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, I do want to touch on three last-minute uh 
audience questions. Uh, like anyone, they can write in um, and uh, ask us questions. When we do these kind of review shows, they're always fun to kind of uh, you know bring in the audience and, and touch base with them. Uh, question uh, one comes from at Snowpeas underscore 88. My question is, when does this game come out on PC? I know this is a largely speculative question. Uh, no one really knows, but... PlayStation is de definitely double downing on its uh, uh, PC uh, support and stuff like that. Is there a possibility we see Spider-Man on PC within the next year, year and a half? Yeah, I think it's going to be a year. Y you guys like to make fun of me for being the PC player on console creature. I mean, it's right there in the name console. Um, I mean, I yeah, think yeah. that the normal cycle for these has been two years. Um, and I think that's something where Sony's really like they don't do anything without a marketable reason for it. Right. And the marketable reason for that right. is just that, you know, keeping the stream there and making it a two year thing is something where you're going to buy it again on computer if you have a computer capable of running it. And if you're a computer sure. fan who has already a big computer and you know you don't have the you didn't get in on the PlayStation 4 then you bought these games that came out on it 2 years later so quickly because you know you you'd been missing it for 2 whole years um I think mm -hmm. I agree with Bobby that it's going to be a year I think that uh PlayStation is realizing and Sony as a whole is realizing that people are no longer that patient. It's kind of the nineties TV kid versus the now TV kid where, you know, shows have to do more to justify, you know, being a Loki where you come back every week instead of something launched all at once. Right. And so I think that, yep. uh, that is going yeah. to, I, I think we're going to see this game sooner than let's say, you know, the last of us. I, I think we're going to see it within the year for sure. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong in any, any yep, regard. Exactly. Um, yeah. At Shelby, uh, six, seven GT writes is Spider-Man two worth the $89 plus tax around a hundred dollars Canadian, or should I wait for a price drop? Uh, personally speaking, I'm not your, uh, any, anyone to tell you how to deal with your finances. Obviously this largely has to do with budget and how much, you know, you're willing to spend on the game at launch or if you're willing to wait how big of a spider-man fan you are in general and everything like that all i will say is that this is in my opinion a very marquee playstation title i think this is triple a quality coming yep. from a triple a studio um i personally have to always kind of think to myself okay you know i again like we all were privileged with receiving a code from playstation canada i have to put myself in the consumer shoes if I had I not gotten a code from PlayStation, I would have purchased this game day one, played it. Uh, but that's just me in, in my financial situation. I'm a lifelong Spider-Man fan. I, I chase after that kind of media no matter what. But again, I'm not going to tell someone, hey, you need to go out and buy this day one just to be a part of the conversation. The game is always going to exist. Play whenever is right for you. But I, I don't know uh, if you, either of you guys have a different opinion there that's basically the best way to put it i mean you know you already know if you're going to pick this up when it's announced on day yeah. one so like really just uh, i don't think that's a, a discussion i mean monetary discussions don't really 
have any interest to me because it's not something I, I feel is, is, is a worthwhile discussion because if you're playing games, you kind of already know what you're invested in and what you like. So, I mean, really, it's it's like a no contest for me. It's like it's a Spider-Man game. So you either like Spider-Man or you don't. So the, really, that's kind of what it falls down to for me is you know what it is. You know what you're getting. So are you going to pick it up on day one? I mean, how much do you like Spider-Man? That's more or less what it comes down to. Monetarily, I mean, it's it's a, like you said, it's a marquee PlayStation game. So really, you kind of know the quality is there. So this isn't the game I think that 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 uh, argument kind of applies to. This is something like that would be something more for myself, for, like something a game like Halo Infinite or Gran Turismo. Because sure. those, those are kind of games where I, I'm like, well, is it worth that money? Because, I mean, it's a steep, there's a steep, um, I don't want to say a mountain, but like, there's a steep hill that you're going to climb playing those games because there's just a lot of time sink. You're obviously going to get more out of it, but the the barrier to get there is a lot more, it's a lot steeper than Spider-Man because it's, it's a short game. You're getting X amount of hours and then you're done. Sure. Yeah. And I also, I think with certain games, I'm not, I'm not pinpointing like Halo or, or Gran Turismo, but I think certain games out there have like uncertainty to them. Spider-Man, you exactly. kind of already know sure, like what you're sure going to get. You know what you're getting. You know exactly yeah, you, what you're getting. And you know that, the studio, you know the games at this point, it's kind of, it's are you in like or that. out? Are you in yeah. or you out on day one? If yeah, you're yeah. not, then obviously there's, I mean, you're, there's always going to be another time, but like really you're. I think the better question is, do you want to be in those discussions on day one? That's more or less what it comes down to for me, at least. I, and I'm saying that as a critic, but I'm also saying that as a fan. I mean, I would have bought, like you said, I would have bought the game day one. I would have bought the statue on day one. 19 inches, baby. 19 inches of Venom and, yeah. and a steel book. Cause that's all I want is a steel books. I love oh the steel God, books, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I mean, overall, yes. It, monetarily, I'm not going to say yes or no quality yes the quality is there you're getting a quality experience that echoes a good spider-man film that's how i'm gonna put it so if you like movies it's a great movie game yeah that's great uh our last question uh just before we wrap up comes from three dads in a console why Um, do we have to add them on this one like that's just i saw it in the chat i'm like no no we had no. to because they they bring up I think one of the most important and astute questions we've been asked for this entire show and it's do you think Core will ever get <laughs> do, do you it. think Core will ever get to play Spider Man two and absolutely not because nope. you were in PlayStation jail nope. sir Court you're never playing Spider Man two no not a chance in hell no, you stick to you play you play your Peppa Pig games and you play whatever else you stick to those games (laughs) i saw him playing bluey so i mean he's obviously (laughs) the one playing them on on playstation so we know it's not his daughter we know it's him (laughs) because the timing doesn't make sense like what kid is playing peppa pig at nine o'clock at night there's no freaking way it's it's court that's that's how we unwind at night yeah peppa pig and bluey and a little bit of coco melon (laughs) Uh, luke you were gonna jump in yeah, I'm going to add here that um, 
you know, NHL 24 is uh, out now and courts got it. And right. uh, we're seeing all the action and the goals and the things that he's doing in that. Um, so when he stopped sharing those goal videos on Twitter, I'm going to think he's either abducted or he's finally <laughs> got to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ask everybody around, do you know if court's been kidnapped and like we have to pay a ransom or did he yeah. finally get to Spider-Man? Uh, so that's all I'm going to say. I am watching well, his Twitter can profile. I interject? Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm, I just, just off the top of my head, I'm like, well, let's see what Court's doing. And I looked on PlayStation, and right now no. he's playing the Grinch Christmas Adventures. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. <laughs> and, yep, yep, there you go. He's playing his top three games are... <laughs> Paw Patrol saves the world. The Grinch, Christmas Adventures, yep. and what's number three? I got Rainbow High, Rainbow Rush, which is like <laughs> definitely a court game. He's That's been a court kidnapped. Game for sure. This is a cry oh for gosh. help. This no, is, it's not. Is, I think I think he's living through his daughter, and and he's finally the person who he was meant to be. This is it exactly. He, yeah, he's in his Peppa Pig era. Uh, not a chance in hell you're ever playing Spider Man Two. I'm sorry, Court. No. Um, not gonna happen. You can play like you can play whatever else. You just don't get to play Spider Man. You can play. You can play Mirage. You can stick to Mirage. Actually, I heard it on good authority that when Jim Ryan stepped down from his position, he wrote it. Yeah. He wrote it. Court Lalonde cannot play Spider-Man 2. It's just ever. It's just facts. Ever. Yeah. I, I think no. I think his like PSN ID is blocked from even accessing the game. That's how deep Jim Ryan uh, has gone to to make sure that doesn't happen. That, that's that's can, perfect because he does not deserve to play Spider-Man. Right. He's he's a he's <laughs> can, a bad, bad man. Can I ask you one last question before we say goodbye? Please. Yeah. What do you think is going to come first? The end of Hideo, Hideo Kojima's YouTube career or Court playing Spider-Man 2? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we're going to get abandoned before Court plays Spider-Man. That's what I'm going with. We're going to get Blue Box Studios abandoned. Before oh, credits my God. Roll. The, yeah. Uh, can't even talk to that 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 story anymore. I am. I'm That's not the only thing that we can say. Compare it to Court's love for Spider Man comes at the cost of Hideo Kojima's Blue Box Studios. Oh, that's right. Imagine. Or what's the other guy's name? I don't even know his name. Uh, I only know his, his chairman. That's the, yeah. that's the guy. That's the man. Yeah. Yeah, we are going so, down a dangerous know. road here. Um, I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in, uh, listening to you know us gab and rave about Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, again, thank you uh, for, for tuning in. We're going to have a lot more on the way. Not going to spoil everything, but we are going to do a spoiler cast. We're aiming to get a couple of guests. Uh, we're still confirming everything, but uh, that's going to be a really cool episode. That's going to go live after the games come out. So if, if you guys are jumping in uh, on October 20th, uh, planning to play over the weekend, expect there to be a substantial spoiler cast. We're going to talk about the story in depth yep. uh, because there's a lot to talk about there. I'm really excited. I know, Bobby, you are as well. Uh, so that's going to be out. Uh, we also got some other content on the way. Uh, I don't want to spoil it uh, or announce it too early, but um, it's coming this week. Be on the lookout. Subscribe to the feeds. It's going to be there for you guys. Um, but yeah, Luke, thank you for uh, tuning or you know joining us this uh, this episode. 
you're writing the official review for the website. Where can people find that? Uh, yeah, it's out now. So it will be on the front page of Console Creatures uh, and probably on my ex Twitter, uh, everywhere else that Bobby puts it because Bobby puts it everywhere. Uh, so yeah, it'll be easy to find. And thanks so much for having me on the pod, finally. It wasn't up to me, so it wasn't up to me. <laughs> We're going to have to bring you back. Uh, Bobby, where can people find you online? Everywhere Luke is, unfortunately. So Twitter, Blue yeah, Sky. Yeah, you can find him on 19 uh, inches threads. on Twitter. Yep, all 19 inches. Because that's, that's the server. That's the server space that's left. is just 19 inches of rocks. <laughs> no, you can find me anywhere. I'm on all social media. So I am the invisible mask that is console creatures. And you'll be, I see, I post everywhere. I'm everywhere. Yeah, all-knowing, all-seeing, definitely. Um, And as for me, you can find me across all social platforms out there at Asfigvari. But again, thank you all for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.